Saw Pop, Season 4, Episode 8. Hello and welcome to TESOL Pop. My name is Laura and joining me today to talk about using podcasts in the classroom is Lindsay McMahon. Lindsay is the founder and co-host of the award-winning podcast All Ears English. All Ears English receives more than 7 million downloads per month and has been featured in Language Magazine, Podcast Magazine and Forbes. After teaching English in Tokyo, Buenos Aires, Guatemala, New York City and Boston, Lindsay started All Ears English to inspire global professionals in a new way to learn English. According to Lindsay and her team, the goal of language learning is connection, not perfection. Thank you for your time and welcome to the show. Well, thanks, Laura. I'm excited to be here and congratulations on your show. I think it's wonderful what you're doing here. Thank you very much. So, of course, we're here today to talk about podcasting. It's great to talk to a fellow podcaster. You have a library on All Ears English with over 1,800 episodes, if I stand corrected, right? Yes. That's a huge library, so maybe a good place to start when we're thinking about using podcasts in the classroom, such as the All Is English podcast. How can teachers search and select a podcast episode that is appropriate for them and their learners? So what I would recommend is just going straight to any podcast app that you prefer, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and go ahead and type in the search bar the podcast name and the topic or just the topic if you don't know the name of the show. So if you want to use All Ears English, you can type in All Ears English and vocabulary. Uh, Vocabulary is kind of the most straightforward thing to teach with a podcast. So starting with something simple and straightforward is my recommendation. And that's a good suggestion because I imagine a few teachers may be listening today thinking, oh, I've not tried this before. It seems a bit intimidating, but that seems like a really easy way into just getting started. Exactly. And so once you've searched for it, you're going to have some results. And for example, in Apple Podcasts, you're going to scroll below the shows to the episodes, right? So there's a section in Apple Podcasts that lists shows and another section below that lists just episodes from multiple shows. Search results are based on episode title, show title, and popularity of the show. So you want to choose one that looks good to you. Go ahead and listen to it and then check for the level, right, Laura? So I think that may be the thing that your listeners are thinking now. How do I make sure this is for the right level? Don't feel the need to just take the episode itself and use the entire thing in the exact way that we've done it as the podcasters. You can take this as a piece of content and pick and choose which sections of the episode you want for your learners. Okay, so customize that for yourself. So the advice you've given helps teachers identify what podcast to use, what component of that podcast perhaps as well. We've found a podcast episode that we want to use and you've listened to it or looked over the transcript or both and you find there's a few words or phrases that are unknown to the learners or are perhaps going to present some challenges. So you want to pre-teach these. And I'm sure as listeners and yourself are thinking, oh, we all have our go-to ways for pre-teaching, new phrases and stuff. So I want to kind of offer some fresh perspectives and strategies that teachers could try out because I know you have a few to share. Would you like to introduce a few? Sure. So I'll just explain how we do it. So there are two things that we do to pre-teach vocabulary or pre-teach the topic. At Allers English, we have a term that we've kind of coined called opening the brain box, right? And this is based on applied linguistics, the concept that before we learn something, we all know as teachers, we have to have our students open their brain boxes so they can prepare Mm -hmm. for what's coming. 
And that way they'll be able to understand it when they hear it, those particular words and produce the words as well. So two things that we do on the show that you may want to, if you do use All Ears English, or another podcast, you want to look for this and actually share this part of the episode with your students. The first thing we do is a whiffum. We call it a what's in it for me. This is just as much education as it is marketing, to be frank. Okay. Our thinking behind this is as soon as a student starts listening to the episode, we need to show them exactly what they'll get. So they'll be motivated to listen to the whole episode. Why should I listen? And honestly, in this day and age, I think adult learners deserve this. For every piece of content they consume, they deserve to know. So it's about 15 to 20 seconds where it's a simple summary of what they'll get and why they should listen. But we say it with a motivating, real sense of enthusiasm that we are so excited to share this gift, this thing that we've created with them and exactly what they'll be able to do by the time we finish finish that episode. That's the first thing we do, Laura. I think that's so important because like Rebecca Ella Melitis was saying on an earlier episode of this podcast, learning a language takes a lot of effort. It's a huge undertaking. Yeah. So I think it's really important to let learners know what's in it for them. Like you say, the the with them. What do you call it again? The with them. The I love that. Yeah, exactly. That's it. <laughs> the with them. <laughs> The what's in it for me? Yeah, you know, because uh, we need yeah. to get them bought in, right? This is the buy-in stage. Are you bought in? And I think this may actually be a stage that in the classroom we miss. I think I may have missed this. I'm As a teacher in New York City, in Tokyo, I may have taken it for granted that I had eight students or 20 students sitting in front of me, but I actually needed their buy-in. Even though they're physically there, I need their mental buy-in that they're in this with me. They're going to come out with something applicable and approachable and actionable and that this is worth their and time. And like you say, it opens right? up them to, to learning, being like, okay, I'm ready to go on this journey and, yes. and to be open to uh, learning <clears throat> right. and trying get and going for it. I think that's a lovely idea. So you, right. you've done this. What what happens yeah. next then? So now that we've done the WIFM and we've gotten not just the buy-in, but we've started to open the brain box by setting the context and understanding what we're going to learn, we're going to further open the brain box by starting with a simple chat, right? Where we subtly introduce the topic and some of the vocabulary words into a supernatural conversation. So what this does is I think a lot of our students, especially as adult learners approach English, they come to English with a clenched fist, right? They have kind of trauma in a, in a sense, right? From, from, from learning English as a, as a child, as a student, and, you know, certain classroom techniques that are just not working for them have not worked. So we need to get them to relax mm -hmm. immediately. So we introduce this language point and the vocabulary words in a very natural chat. Okay. Um, you, you'd have to check out some examples. We did an episode recently where we taught the phrase laughter is the best medicine. That was my key teaching in that episode. And we started the episode by saying, you know, Michelle, my co-host, Michelle Kaplan, she asked me, Hey, Lindsay, do you think laughter is the best medicine? So we're not condescending to our students. We're not feeling like we have to teach it first. We're saying it and using it immediately. And we're not requiring them to fully understand it, we want to give them hints. Okay. And so this kind of opens up their mind to a much more natural way of learning, which I think reflects how you'd learn something new in the real world. So I think that's a really nice way to kind of contextualize it, use it, let them hear it again and again in that little segment in a really relaxed way, like you say. So for our listeners now, let's have a listen to that clip from All Is English podcast episode 1784. Hey, 
Hey, Lindsay, how are you? Hey, Michelle, I'm doing awesome. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I have a question. Do you think laughter is the best medicine? No question, Michelle. Oh my gosh. It just feels so good to laugh. If you pay attention to what happens in your body when you have a really good laugh, it is, it's so good for you. I think your body just gets flooded with good hormones. I, I don't know. I'm that's not a doctor. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm not a scientist or a biochemist, but that's my guess. Yeah, no, I think so too. I mean, I, I what is I mean, what does that mean? That's the best medicine. Like you don't take like a yes. like a spoonful of yeah. laughter. <laughs> That's what I was thinking too, like cherry cough yeah. syrup. Oh, I used to hate cherry cough syrup when I was a kid. So uh. I mean this means I mean, this means laughing is the best thing for you. I mean, it can be thought of as good for you during like I mean, even during like a literal illness, I think, yeah. um, you know, it's shown to help. I don't know. Again, I'm not a doctor. I don't have any studies with me, Obviously. but um, I think it be, can be helpful when you don't feel well physically or emotionally. So we're now at a stage where you've selected, obviously, the podcast episode, you've highlighted the language that needs to be pre-taught and done that. And now you're on to the listening part. You've set learners up with a purpose to listen to the episode. And as you know, sometimes when you roll out something or you're trying something new in a lesson, it doesn't always go to plan. No matter how well you may plan something and you notice learners may be a little bit stressed or not following the podcast because maybe it's a little bit more challenging than they expected. It's new for them too. Have you experienced this? And if so, what do you suggest teachers do if this scenario happens? Of course, of course. I think students are always going to be potentially a little bit intimidated when we bring in a new medium, a new way of learning, uh, but we have to try new things. And so there are a couple of technical things we can do that I can introduce to your listeners now that will make it so much easier and there's no reason not to use this technology. So first recommendation I have, Laura, is slow it down. So the good news is on a lot of these podcast players, we have the ability to slow it down. Apple Podcasts allows you to select 0.5 speed, so half speed, slow it down by 50%. Spotify allows 0.5 and 0.8, YouTube 0 0.25, 0 0.5, 0.75, and the others probably do too, CastBox, Google Podcasts. Those are some of the biggest places where we listen to podcasts. So you do have that tool at your disposal. So definitely use it. And you can always play it slower the first time around. You know, we're going to, you're going to take this and make it your own, right? As we've just said. And so you're probably going to chop up the episode and use it in different ways. They'll probably hear segments multiple times. As we know, as teachers, we need to do this. And so maybe the first time we've had, we have it at 0.5 and then 0.75 and then full speed, right? We can kind of scaffold our way up and let our students build that confidence. Um, a couple of other things you can do is, of course, don't teach the whole episode as we've said, condense it down to just one vocabulary word. For us, the best episodes come when we teach one word. I love that. I love going deep. Then we can examine it from multiple angles. But sometimes we jam in too many vocabulary words. And so if you can just take one word that we've taught on this show, on that episode, and just focus on that one, that can make it feel a lot more approachable for your students. And then other things we can do is we can extend the pre-teaching section. Maybe we make that the first 20 minutes of a 60-minute class. I don't think there's anything wrong with that because that's going to like be your fuel to carry you throughout the entire class time. So take a longer time to open that brain box. Have them give examples, you know, have them give their examples from their lives before you even go into the technicalities 
of the vocab and the grammar as they might freeze up when you start to go into the technicalities have them have that hands-on experience with it before you go into it. We've kind of followed the teacher's journey of selecting the material, prepping and doing the pre-teaching, assigning the listening task and learners have done it. And now we think about the afterwards. Following the listening to an episode or clip, what can we do afterwards to encourage learners to respond to the content of the episode and recycle the new words Mm -hmm. and phrases that they may have heard? Yeah, I think, again, if we're talking about teaching adult learners, we respect our adult learners as human beings who have had real experience in the real world. They have a lot to say. We need to help them have those words and the way to say it. Okay, so using their experience, their material, it comes back to your choice of the material, your choice of an episode. Choose a thought-provoking episode. Right On All Ears English, we really like to think about life a little deeper, you know, personal development, how to live a better life, how to connect. So we go a little below the surface of just the simple language constructions. So choose a topic that really provokes opinions, thoughts, ideas, reflections. That's where it starts. And then as the teacher, you set the standard of participation by voicing your opinion, being a little bit vulnerable to your students, maybe sharing a little experience around that thought-provoking topic to let them know we're all going to be sharing what we think about this in this class today. As teachers of adult learners, we have a huge opportunity. And this is kind of what, you know, towards the end of the episode, that's what I want to make sure your listeners know. You have a huge opportunity. We have so many resources out there that we can use. And as long as we set up the lessons in the right way, we can use this media and really like kind of exploit what they have to share Mm -hmm. as adults. So, Lindsay, this has been really inspiring talking to you. Thank you so much for giving up your time and sharing these wonderful tips and ideas. I am not going to do the outro as I normally do on this podcast because it's wonderful to have a fellow podcaster on the show. So I'm going to allow you to do the outro and tell listeners how they can find out more. Well, thanks so much, Laura. First of all, I'm really excited to have been on the show and really enjoyed chatting with you. I remember my days of teacher training and in the world of teaching English abroad, and it's such an important thing that we're doing here. Um, I love it. So guys, if you would like to use All Ears English in your classroom, um, you can go ahead and just search for the podcast. If you're already listening to this podcast, then you know how to access a podcast. So go ahead into the search bar wherever you listen and type in All Ears English Podcast. You're going to see our branding is very yellow. And so you'll see us right there, Lindsay and Michelle. And you can go ahead and hit follow and see if there's an episode there that you'd like to use in the classroom. Send me an email to Lindsay, A-Y, that's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y at allearsenglish.com. If you need transcripts, I can help you get those transcripts, get you what you need to get uh, All Ears English in front of your students and help them use this tool. Awesome. And thanks again, Laura, for having me on the show. I appreciate it. It's been an absolute pleasure. As always, I will put hyperlinks on the website in case you need those links to uh, All Is English. Mm-hmm.